Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host, Frank Turner. And on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our heavenly father. On this episode, we'll be learning how God has already given you all you need to succeed. All you have to do is bring the vessel to him. We'll be talking about that in depth, hearing um, an excerpt from a great sermon on that and then discussing that. In addition, we'll also be looking at how there'll be some major changes down the road, potentially with some major uh, advertising companies like Facebook and Google changing the way uh, things are done due to some blockchain innovations and different technological uh, threads that are being built right now. So that'll be a very interesting conversation. But before we get into all of that, we're going to pause a moment for our intro and a word from one of our sponsors. And then we'll see you on the other side of the break. Everybody listen up, I'ma let you know that it's all about Christ over crypto. You should invest, but still be responsible. And remember that it's Christ over crypto, yeah. And money shouldn't be your master. Verse 24, Matthew, the sixth chapter. Serving God is the only thing that I'm after. Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up. This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me. Use my resources to build up a legacy. I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70. Christ over crypto, and it's really helping me, yeah. Christ over crypto, come on, hey. Christ over crypto, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitcoin Legendary. New to cryptocurrency? Curious on how to buy and sell Bitcoin? Visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of Bitcoin Legendary. This ebook gives you a step-by-step guide on how to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely. What is that thing that God has placed in you that you see when your eyes are closed? That thing, that person, that, 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 that vision that God has given you that you see when your eyes are closed. And I'm talking to some of you because some of you are thinking like, yeah, I forgot about that. Or I've put that on the back burner. And today God wants to revive the vision because the first thing God is asking you is what do you want? Right now, if God sent somebody into your life to pay off all your debt, you wouldn't know the exact cent that you would need. You'd be like, I mean, something like 25000 64000 No, 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 no. What you need to do is get the vision of your stuff being paid off. You need to say, I need $62,368.92. Why are you saying that, Pastor Mike? Because I got a vision of what God can do in my life. See, many of us just want the next thing to happen. Like, God, if you could just do better. And God says, I'm looking for somebody to get a vision of what they want. What do you want? I want to be married. I want to be successful. I want to stand in this place. I want to go and do overseas missions. I want to work in full-time ministry. You have given all of that up. Why? Because you haven't written it down. It's in your head and it's not on tablet. But the word tells us in Habakkuk 2.2, if it's a real vision, you write the vision down and you make it plain so that people can read it on the run. What does that mean? There are people coming to run with me. Y'all don't even believe it. There are people coming to run with me. There are people coming to fund what God is going to do. There are people that are going to say, what do you need? But if the vision is not written down and if it's not made plain, God never gives provision where there is no vision. You sitting there broke is because you ain't got nothing to fund. You're sitting there in this. And and I want you to see that God in his grace and mercy is so good because this woman didn't have an answer. How do you know? Because Elijah just went to the next question. He, look, look at it. He says, what do you want? 
And she probably was like, most of us would have been, well, um, uh, <laughs> and he said, never mind. And then he asked her the next question. What do you have? See, God's going to ask you, what do you want first? And then he's going to ask you, what do you have? The thing that I have to bring up is that God never asked you, what do you have first? Because it's not a matter of resource to get God to do anything. And most of us are getting vision after we look at our resource. What we do is we say, what do we have? Okay, so since only, I only have this, then this is all I can do. God always asks you for vision first. He always asks you for what you see when your eyes are closed. To see beyond your bank account. To see beyond Tulsa. To see beyond North, North what is this? North America. No, I'm trying to tell you, some of y'all are so stuck right here. And God says that my plan for you is worldwide. But you're looking at your resources. You're looking at the fact that nobody in your family has ever traveled out of Oklahoma or Texas. Oh, that's real for people. Somebody said, that's me. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying to you. What God is saying, he never asked you for resource before he asked you for vision. So stop putting a limit on your vision because of what resource you have right now. So what he said, he said, okay, uh, what do you want? I don't even know. Okay, what do you have? And that's the question of inventory. Like, like take an inventory of what do you have? What gifts do you have? What, what skills do you have? What things that other people count out? What are, what are those things that God's put in your hand? And this woman almost missed her opportunity for her miracle because she does like a lot of us. She discounts what we have. Look what she says. He says, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing. I just told you. My husband's dead. These life circumstances. I have nothing. Well, except a small jar of oil. Like I got nothing but. And God stopped me right there. And he said, Michael, what you're counting out is what I'm counting on. I want your nothing but. See, because a lot of us are sitting here and God's saying, don't forget your nothing but. Like, 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 don't forget that thing that everybody else has counted out, but it's the little thing that you have that I can use. And see, I see some of us right now, like, I really don't even have any great, like, great features about me. I can't do anything. Like, I, I really don't have nothing but this ability to organize. And I don't even know what God would do with that. I don't have anything but the ability to clean. Or I don't have anything but this little singing gift. Or, and God's saying, that's all I need. All I need is all you have. That's all I need. See, see I could have said the same thing about me. Because when God called me to pastor this church and to run this business, to be the CEO of, of a million plus dollar company, I had never been to business school. I have never been in boardrooms and board meetings or anything like that. So when God called me to do this, we had this conversation. I said, God, I can't do this because I have nothing but the ability to tell stories. And God said, all you have is all I need. Now, you've probably heard the story of that widow many times, um, but I don't know if you've ever heard it 
uh, like that. Again, that scripture is from Second Kings chapter four, verses one through seven. And you know, uh, shout out to Michael Todd at Transformation Church. They have a beautiful ministry there. Um, I love um, just listening to their messages. It helps supplement what I get at my local church, and um, I just really, really want to um, give them a shout because I really have been blessed by their by their ministry. Um, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is, you know, the he said, you know, he talked about you're nothing but, and and a lot of times, you know, I think, you know, even 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 I'll just use myself as an example. You know, I've, I'm doing Christ over crypto, and you know, hopefully, you're listening to this, and you you've been getting something out of these these podcasts and the YouTube channel, and you can listen to this podcast or any other podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Podbean. Uh, also, check, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Also, subscribe to the pod. Uh, excuse me. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have exclusive um, content as well as select interviews there as well. Um, you know, it's just one of those kind of things where, you know, I've, you know, I, God was like, hey, I want you to present, you know, this kingdom, you know, mindset on finance, finances and stewardship and, and how it fits in with life as well as some other principles of stewardship. And it sounds good, right? But I mean, I don't have any experience, you know, um, I don't have a degree in finance. I don't, um, you know, have maybe the qualifications, but I, you know, I'm going with what I, I can do and what I have is, um, a passion for, you know, talking to people and sharing, um, you know, what I've learned and being very transparent. I think, you know, that is something that God is going to use as he grows what we're doing here at Christ over crypto and just continue to pray for that increase. But, you know, just going back, you know, if you're listening and you're, you're hearing that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, we all have that moment where we're like, you know, God, yeah, that sounds good. But we, we're comparing ourselves to other people and we've got to stop comparing ourselves to other people or other situations because we'll always feel like we don't have um, the right provision. And, you know, God doesn't need our provision. I think that's the thing that is very interesting is that God wants to get the glory. So if we already feel like we had everything together and we already had, you know, all the oil, you know, in this example, and we didn't need anything. Um, you know, like, you know, the widow was in need. She needed something to be able to give to her creditors so she didn't lose her sons. If she had something, she wouldn't have been, um, you know, in, in, in any kind of distress. She wouldn't have needed to, to go to a prophet, um, you know, and, and talk, you know, and, and, and have faith in God. She would just say, okay, hey, I'm in, I'm in debt. The creditor, I'll pay it off. And, and so that to me lets, lets me know that, um, God wants to work in our weak weakness. He wants to work in our weak area, not, not in necessarily, he, he, we have a strength, but he wants to take us from a vision of weakness to strength so that he knows, so that we know, excuse me, that, it is from him, him that we have been lifted up because sometimes I think it's, you know, we, we, we look at it all wrong. We say, okay, God, we want God to bring us this big provision. And then we want to kind of, you know, make it or do whatever, have whatever success we want to have. And then we want to say, oh yeah, when we get on stage, they always want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, it's not that easy. You know, it's not as simple as just, you know, we, we always look after the fact, right? When somebody wins a big award and they say, I just don't want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We only think about that moment. We don't think about being like when you're just in a desperate, desolate season where you can't see anything. You don't even feel like God can use you. You know, that's when that's when it starts. And so, you know, this woman, she had faith, 
um, with, along with her sons to go gather those vessels so that, you know, she could have enough oil to pay off her creditors and then have something for her sons to live off of. I mean, how many of us would 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 have not enough faith to even grab the vessels um, and, and expect that miracle? And I think that's something that, you know, I've been working on um, in my own life. Um, like I said, I, you know, as I talked about earlier with this with this vision and, you know, I, I, there's, there's something I feel like I'm called to do. But right now, you know, I'm not doing this um, in a capacity, you know, full time like I like I'd like to, um, you know, obviously, um, you, you know, it's just like and, and a lot of times as as entrepreneurs and, and things and we always we you say, oh, you know, we, we never kind of are transparent about our situation. We just say, well, you know. Everybody's trying to act like they're making it when they're not, when they're struggling, and and then when they're when they're not sure. And you know, there's times when I feel very, very good about what we're doing here at Chrysler Crypto, and there's days where I also feel like, ah, oh, you know, maybe maybe I didn't hear right. Maybe God's not going to use. Maybe there's somebody else who's better, who can do this better, who can present this vision better. And so, but 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 that's the thing. That's the wrong mindset. It's not about who's better. It's about who are you and what is God trying to do through you? Because, yeah, you could look up and down the Internet. You can go to YouTube. You can go to somebody else's page and find somebody's credentials and feel outclassed, outmanned, outgunned, so to speak. But then you're only you're comparing yourself. You, If you're comparing, you know, yourself on paper to those who have higher qualifications, than you, you're always going to be coming up short. Because there's always somebody who has a better resume, more experience, um, maybe even more natural talent. But when God is on your side, when He has a purpose for you, you know you're going to have, you're going to succeed. And I think that you know a lot of times we don't feel like we can be used because we don't look at ourselves as value. We don't have the same value um, for ourselves that God has for us. And I think that's one of the biggest um, things that that we often struggle with as Christians is, is seeing our value, how God sees us. You know, a lot of times we think about the cross. We say, okay, yeah, God, he died for us on the cross and it was to redeem us. And But it was to redeem us because we were so valuable because we were the, 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 the visible image of God created to colonize the earth. And so, you know, in his image and do all the things that he wanted to do. We were supposed to bring heaven to earth. That's the whole point of the kingdom of God. It existed before on earth in Eden, the Garden of Eden. That was the kingdom of God. That was God's kingdom where man was had given dominion and was colonizing, naming the animals, doing these things and before sin. Now, post-sin, when Jesus came back, he, he came to restore that. And I think we just think about the going to heaven and being forgiven for our sins. But no, we have a mission, a mandate. We have great value. We are his ambassadors on earth. And if you can look at yourself as an ambassador, that would help you get through the, the low moments, let you understand that that whatever you think is your little bit of something that God can't use is you're an ambassador. He's already got a plan laid out. He's like, look, I don't need a whole bunch of stuff from you. I just need your commitment. I need your faith. Um, you know, like I said, we need to believe and have faith. And, and that's the thing that, um, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things where we can't please God if we don't have faith. And it's so easy to get caught up in all the other things uh, around, um, you know, being holy and all these other things. But we have to have faith. And, and the Lord, um, you know, always shows himself on time. You know, we have to stop making up these fake timelines like, oh, at the end of the year, I want to be doing this. 
And I'm not saying that God can't do that. And I'm not saying if you have, if you've seen a vision to, to not go with that. But what I'm saying is, and, and this is, I'm, I'm really preaching to myself, is that we've got to start putting artificial timelines on what God's going to do. You know, God is going to, you know, move in, in, in the, in the way, in the manner that he deems best, not the way in the manner that we deem best. And I think that is a very easy sometimes for us to um, feel like God has left us or, 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 or you know, we, we were called, but it's not working. Um, you know, and, and another thing um, I want to get into before um, I kind of end is there was another um, message I watched and I'm referencing it here. And it's, you know, when God has a calling on your life, um, make sure that you're covered. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have to be around uh, people. You have to submit your idea. Like even if God gives you an idea, you have to submit to authority on earth and, and be covered so that, you know, your vision can take, so people can validate your vision. And an example of that was when Jesus submitted to John the Baptist and was baptized. Now, obviously Jesus didn't have any reason to be baptized. He didn't have to repent, but if you notice that Jesus' ministry did not start until he submitted um, to John the Baptist and got baptized. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. You know, um, you know that, that was kind of an ending point, you know, being submitted once you have your vision. But uh, the initial start to God using you is don't, you know, look down on yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt what God has already put inside of you. Don't worry about everything you don't have. Worry about what you do have. And so... You know, <laughs> Elijah didn't say, well, OK, how much debt do you have? OK, what's your credit score? Um, how much do you have in your savings account? Um, you know, you know, do you have, you know, a job that makes six figures? He just said, look, what do you have in your house? And he was going to make it work, whatever she said. And sometimes we just don't want to make it work. We want to have kind of a little pity party. Um and, you know, have God to kind of feel sorry for us. Like, oh, God, it's all it's not really working for me. And God is not about that. He's like, hey, I can make this work, you know. And, and so I just want to leave you with that. I want to encourage you. Um, first, I want to encourage you to watch the listen to the rest or, or watch the rest of that message. Um, and the name of it is um, uh, Bring Me Another Vessel. And it's under Transformation Church on YouTube. You can check that out there. I encourage you to watch the rest of it. And the other scripture I referenced about um, being covered is another message on Transformation Church. It's called uh, pl uh, Planted Undercover. And it's also under Transformation Church. You can find it there. So I, I just thank you guys for listening to this. And sh I I'm hopefully I was able to share my heart with you about where I am with this vision. I just hope we continue to learn um, about investing, about good stewardship. You know, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've been on, you know, been doing this. And I feel like there's a lot of things that God wants to do. Um, for us, um, all of all of us as believers, and certainly um, financial um, stewardship is just one avenue, one way. So I, I'm grateful to 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 be uh, sharing my, what my heart with you on this, and I I love you guys. And I thank you for listening. I hope you guys really really enjoyed that segment. I definitely enjoyed it. It felt good uh, just to be transparent and share my heart with you guys on on you know what I believe the vision for. Christ over crypto is. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed that. Just want to encourage you, if you haven't, to subscribe to the podcast, to subscribe uh, to the channel on iTunes, also subscribe to our newsletter, and um, check out our generosity page where we help those in need as well. Uh, we're going to jump in now to the part of my fiat segment. That is always a cool segment here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, 
a different way that advertising might look in the years to come with some different innovations in the blockchain. I think you'll find it interesting. So enjoy that. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fear. I only speak crypto. Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Pardon My Fiat. Thank you for tuning into this segment. I want to encourage you to check out shop.christovercrypto.com for some really, really cool apparel, Christover Crypto stuff there. Um, definitely check it out. If you're, you know, be a good steward or you rock with crypto, definitely grab some gear there. Um, I'm going to jump in. Uh, to the topic today a really interesting idea um it's an article i read on wired magazine um and it talked about you know the blockchain potentially revolutionizing advertising and i know a lot of times we hear these terms thrown around like the new technology is going to revolutionize this and that and and sometimes it feels like lip service right like a few years ago you felt like you're hearing about the cloud there was like an ibm commercial it was like oh the cloud can do it the cloud can do it the cloud can do it and it felt like everything was just going to a cloud and the cloud was just going to do this magnificent thing and 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 so it was kind of for the layperson the cloud became a buzzword that was that could it could be anything it could it could morph into whatever you want it to be um and it really wasn't that i mean there obviously were some benefits to using the cloud but it's all about the kind of uh, applications and the way you're handling your data in the cloud that make it valuable. Just having a, a cloud on its own wouldn't be valuable. But I say that just to um, as the analog to the blockchain isn't just valuable because it's a blockchain because it's a ledger of transactions. It's like, well, what does that even mean? Um, but one of the things that's that's happening now that you probably know or, or if you don't know is you know Facebook and Google. And companies of the like are very, very popular, uh, very, very well-to-do, making a lot of money. And that's because they have a lot of users. Um, and they have a lot of users because they're free. But they make their money selling off all your information to different third parties and advertisers. Obviously, we've heard about the scandal with Facebook and things like that. You know, But even, even without scandals, your information is being served up on a platter um, to the highest bidder on a regular basis because that's how these services stay free and that's how these companies continue to make money. You, we, We've gotten to a model where we unknowingly, or not wouldn't say unknowingly, but we willingly give up our personal information for free access to an application. And that's kind of a high price when you think about the, the, the damage that can be done if your information is, is stolen or compromised just to get access to Facebook. It seems odd. So the article that, you know, I read. I'm not going to quote it verbatim. I'll, I'll um, post a link to it, but on the on the YouTube channel. Um, but you know, it's one of those kind of things where how how would I say this? Um, it's like it's saying that you know, applications built on the blockchain could could basically cause the the model that is the free model where they take all the people's information and sell it to the third party, it could have it to where you could control your information, right? It wouldn't be a thing of where now you log into Facebook, store your password, store all your information on these websites. They would, you you would only give out your information to a a access things you wanted to. And 
a realization of that application is actually the Pillar token. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but Pillar um, is, is, is a wallet, a solution that's proposed. It's still in development. It's a new coin. And the idea behind Pillar is you control your information in, in what you call a wallet. The vision with Pillar is the iOS and the Android operating system would go away and you would be the central control of your information. You would have you know, your information, say in a tokenized format, your data, um, whatever access you wanted to. And then, you know, based on that, you would interact with um, systems based on your choosing. Your Instead of your information being stored centrally on a bunch of different servers, you would interact with these tools on a, on an as-needed basis by giving them only the information that you wanted to and giving them access only to uh, that at that time. They wouldn't have your information like they do now, like on a big server where they can get hacked and things like that. You would only interact on an as-needed basis um, and based on your liking, based on your preference. So it would change the whole way we interact. We're talking about um, decentralizing kind of the model of where these big monolithic, you know, um, company store stuff and that obviously I'm not predicting that's going to happen overnight but it is an interesting concept to think about when you think about the way we willingly give up our personal information and the, you, you think there's got to be a better way right the people are making all this money you know a lot of times we have the debate about should college athletes get paid and they get kicked back and forth and you hear different things like that but um, I'm not going to you know go down that rabbit hole on the, on this on this show in this segment but I will say that it's you're we're not even getting a scholarship for giving up our information, um, you know, for you know, just for people to basically sell and profit from. So, I, I think the idea of handling your information is certainly, you know, you think about, you know, even you, even even while our information is certainly out there as, as you know, parents and stuff, as we have children growing up using using the system, we, we we'd like a different way of doing business, right? We don't want to put. You know, I, you know, I have a, um, a young daughter. I don't want her, you know, when she gets on the Internet and starts doing stuff, I don't want all her information to be stored somewhere centrally where it can be hacked. You know, it would be great if she could, if, if, if they had, the apps had to come to her and she only accessed what she wanted to. I mean, you got to think about the paradigm shift mentally and the value of, 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 of providing your information only on an as-needed basis to the apps that you only absolutely want instead of a third party having access to it because it's already locked down centrally somewhere where you don't have control to. So, I mean, it's just something to think about. Uh, again, if you're, if you haven't ever read the pillar, um, you know, paper on this, it's a pretty cool, um, read, uh, you know, their, their wallet solution and, and things like that. And I won't get into the technical details of it. I'll let you uh, peruse that on your own, but it's just a different way of thinking. I think a lot of times things catch people by surprise because they're so used to well you know facebook and google and amazon these these companies are you know netflix are so big they're they 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 do things a certain way and and it won't ever end but it always goes back to you know 20 years ago if i said blockbuster or 25 years ago i said blockbuster is going to be completely destroyed in the next you know in, in the early 2000s it's going to you know completely fall apart people would say oh, based on what i mean i think sometimes you the, these things happen, you know, in a way that you can see the 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 change coming, but you necessarily can't. You don't know when or what's going to bring it. I'm not saying pillar for a fact is going to uh, revolutionize this. It might be something else, but the idea is now out there in the universe, and so 
somebody's going to master that way to allow people to control their data on a, in an ad hoc way and not have it be comp- so easily compromised as we deal with today. Um, I mean, the identity theft business and all these things are things we take for granted. We've almost become desensitized to. But as soon as people realize and make products and say this isn't the norm to have our information being hacked and being taken then minds will open but you know what that that doesn't make sense and that's already happening so that's why this is possible and so if you see something like this you can see a major ripple effect in the way these companies that we've given our information to how they interact with us it could change everything so i don't i'm not here to predict all the ramifications of the false it's just more of a discussion to open your mind to a different thought process and possibility and how, how we're looking at things. So, um, again, you know, I think it's pretty cool that there's so much happening. Um, you know, it's a great time to be alive and looking at, looking at this stuff. So, um, again, if, if you're interested that, that, like I said, that, uh, is the pillar token and you can check that out. Um, just Google pillar, uh, P I L L A R and you'll, you'll find it. Um, and, st- and stuff like that. And I, and I, like I said, I'll post the link to the, the article and as well as the, pillar information as well in the, in the YouTube channel. So, uh, like I said, thank you for listening to this segment of part of my fiat. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you guys again soon. That's all for today, folks. Again, thank you for tuning in to Christ Over Crypto. Um, it was another great episode. I'm always blessed to be able to bring this to you. Uh, like I said, I hope you guys just enjoyed all the different segments. Again, I want to encourage you to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a rating there as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to our newsletter and, and tell your friends um, about us. And, and, and you know, what I'm saying check us out. You know, support what we're doing. Good stewardship. Learning about um, how we manage our finances. You know, that's just something that. Is, is, is something that is I feel like is lacking in the in the kingdom of God, but we're going to continue to develop that. And I, I thank you for your support. And thank you for listening. Um, I'll see you guys again soon on another episode of Price Over Crypto. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you can ever make. And that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And, you know, maybe maybe you're never going to church, maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally, or maybe you've been walking with God and you've fallen away and you and you want to make sure that you, you start walking back with him again. I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my savior and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You've started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to, to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hollins Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.